Hello, Jake. Hello. Welcome to the Jacob Beer Show today, Senator Coates. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine, and thank you for the uh, privilege of uh, talking to you. Appreciate it. I'm calling in from New Palestine, Indiana today, home of the Dragons, which is just east of Indianapolis, and Hancock County, which I'm sure you've been many times. Well, I know the state pretty well. There aren't very many towns or cities that I haven't been in. <laughs> for sure. Well, my first question really isn't so much, I guess, really a question, but tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in politics. Of course, you've had the privilege of serving as a congressman, a senator, an ambassador, and most recently, the director of intelligence under the Trump administration. But how did you kind of get involved when you were younger um, in college and things like that? Well, when I was younger and in college, I did not have any plan or thought about being in politics. Uh, I did have a great interest in foreign policy, a history. Uh, I had a political science degree, uh, followed by a law degree at Indiana University. But that gave me a foundation to get into politics, but that wasn't my goal. Uh, we were raising a family in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was working uh, as a lawyer there and uh, or an insurance company, and at one point, a, um, a chairman of the company that I worked for came to me and say, said, you know, as you know, I'm the finance chairman for this young man, Dan Coyle, who was running, uh, everybody says there's no way he's going to win, but he's running for Congress, and uh, he asked me, um, if uh, I, I knew him, and I said, no, I don't know him. I'd love to meet him. And I did have a chance to meet him at one point. But uh, nothing took place until after the election when, surprising everybody, uh, he defeated a, a well-known and, and well-supported Democrat from the upper part of uh, Indiana at that particular time. And uh, Now I it's all red in Indiana, pretty much, besides the first district in the seventh. Yes, it is. At that particular time, though, the congressman uh, was a Democrat from Huntington, uh, where Dan Quayle lived, uh, and he had defeated on three straight elections uh, the top three people in that district to hold that. Uh, but this was now 1976, and this was after the Nixon issues and so forth and so on, and, and Republicans were not looked at it somewhere that's going to, going to be elected, especially if they're new. But it was a, it was a major surprise, and Dan Quayle uh, went on to have a, a, a very good career uh, with that, ending up as vice president, as you know. But at that time, the, the chairman came to me and he said, well, Dan Quayle would like to talk to you and about uh, taking time off here from the job uh, we're happy to hire you back, but to take a couple of years off to help him get started uh, being his district representative. And I still remember telling my wife and she telling me, well, you know, you're, you're leaving a, a very good job. And, you know, um, I said, well, it's just for two years and uh, I just want to help him out and get started. Well, one thing led to another. And when Dan Quayle made the decision that he was going to run against 
Birch Bayh in 1980 election for the Senate, he suggested that I take a shot at the congressional, his congressional seat. Uh, at that particular time, there were two other, or maybe more, uh, more well-known people in the district. Uh, we had quite a primary, but I was fortunate enough to win the primary and then uh, become, uh, together with Ronald Reagan in 1980, election when Republicans uh, really swept the swept the election and uh, here I am ended up in Congress where I never thought before as a youngster or even in college that I would be there and then one thing after another led I I didn't try to find the door and open it doors open to me and the question was do you want to step through or not and those doors opened over a pair, over all my career in Congress, and I never could have imagined uh, what I went through for almost 37 years of service. But it was a true privilege to be able to support the people of Indiana, to represent them in Washington, and to represent our country um, as a, a director of national intelligence. Which of course your was your um, your most recent position. What was that? And, and if you don't mind me just asking real quick, going back, did you per chance, did you by chance have a mentor at the time? You know, when you were young, was it was it Vice President Dan Quayle who ended up? Well, he ended up becoming Vice President. Was he kind of your mentor there? I know. I remember you said he was the one who said, "Why don't you look at potentially running for Congress?" Did he have anybody else who was kind of a mentor to you? I think all along the way there was a mentor. Um, I would uh, open my eyes and open my mind to the fact that there are people that are um, wise, uh, that have experienced older than me. Um, I took the opportunities to go to them and say, I would like to sit down with you and give me some advice about questions that I have and each step of the way, uh, I, I just seemed to run into somebody that I said, this is somebody I really respect, someone I think I can trust and uh, who could be helpful to me and built a relationship with that. So each step of the way, there was me looking out for someone that I think could help me along. Interesting. And um, do you perchance, I mean, my bad. Um, have somebody who perhaps maybe doesn't have to even be the senator um, when you worked in the Trump administration, but somebody who you enjoyed working with the most. So perhaps maybe like a senator. Um, you were in the Senate for the longest, if I'm correct, out of any office. Is there somebody that you maybe really enjoyed getting to work with who you call, you know, a good friend or somebody like that of that nature? You know, perhaps. A different senator, maybe not even in the Republican Party, just somebody who really worked well with. Well, I had very good relations with a number of people uh, in the in the United States Senate, serving between my second time in the Senate from 2010 to 2016, and uh, I had never anticipated anything uh, other than the fact uh, that I was going to retire. I announced that. When I ran the second time, uh, I was asked to 
do that. I never anticipated that, uh, but it was, again, representing our party and representing our values. Um, I, I, I said yes, and very unusual to serve in the Senate two different times. Um, so I had a gang of guys uh, and some women uh, that were in the Senate uh, that we had very close relations with. with. Uh, we would eat together, we would talk together, we would work together, uh, we would travel together. Um, we were on the same page. Uh, and I, that was, when I was DNI, it was very helpful that I had that relationship because I had the responsibility to not only brief the President of the United States and brief all, put all the briefings together for the entire intelligence community, but also for the Congress. I had to go before Congress and uh, they would hit me with hard questions and I had to, uh, but they, they had supported me um, and uh, it was very necessary uh, for me to have that support. And then um, all along the way, uh, there have been people that I have made good relations with that have uh, served me, my chiefs of staff, uh, and others. Such and, as Senator Todd Young, who um, at the time was the chief of staff, if I'm correct? Uh, Todd was not my chief of staff, um, but he was uh, serving in my office. Yeah, uh, early on. And, and he's um, gone on to be a great United States senator and a congressman, so lots of good people. There's a picture of Todd and me on election night in 2016. We had the biggest smiles on our face uh, of his victory, and I could not have handed the baton over to anybody better than Todd Young. Uh, and he's proven to be a terrific senator. He's a rising star. I am so grateful that someone took that baton and took it and, and took it all the way through what he has done so far and do, is going to do in the future. I think Indiana is very privileged to have him as senator, and I could, I'm his biggest fan. Absolutely agree with you on that. He's been on the show as well. Um, very good guy and very energetic, too. Um, gets the bass pumped out at different dinners around the states, as I have seen in the past. Um, one other thing I kind of wanted to ask you about is who do you think might be a potential good person to be president um, on the Republican side? That you see <laughs> well, as a rising got, star. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, we have a deep bench. We have some good governors uh, that would fully be able to take the role of, of president. Uh, they've been governing their state. They've had been very successful. Uh, I think there's several of those people. I'm not going to name names. There are others coming from the Senate and other places and For even sure. from outside. Um, at this particular point in time, I think the most important thing is that we unite our party Absolutely. so that we can win elections. We're losing elections because we are making bad selections. Uh, and the midterms so, was a clear example of that. Well, you know, we um, had inflation and everything within our favor, but, you know, some bad people got out of the primaries. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be a red wave in the midterm election. We all thought Republicans would sweep the, sweep the whole election. 
and we didn't. And we didn't because we weren't focusing on the policies that we need to direct a, a, and lead our country. You're focusing on personalities, and those personalities were creating chaos, and people had all kinds of questions about what's going on here. And uh, w that's why I think it's very, very important for the Republican Party to pull back together, get back to our conservative values that have elected our presidents and elected our senators and congressmen uh, and governors before. Look at the Republican governors around the country. I mean, starting with Indiana. Um, sure. and my, my former chief of staff is now governor of, of, of Indiana. That was uh, a confusion that I had my bad. Yep. It, a lot of, a lot of between uh, Senator Todd Young and Governor Hogan, both who came um, from working for you in the past. That's what I got confused with on there. So my bad about that. Well, I was privileged to have them work for me. And all along the line, um, I was surrounded with some terrific people who have gone on to great uh, positions in both the government and in, in, in the private world. Um, you know, it's um, they made it possible for me to do my job, and I'm dearly grateful uh, for them. We're having a reunion on Saturday night of more than 200 of my former members and st of staff on all my positions. And they're flying in from all over the country and from Washington. Uh, and we're just gonna have a wonderful time and wonderful evening uh, going over all the things that we engaged in and the relationships uh, that were built, and it's like a huge family reunion, and uh, no one could be more pleased and humbled to have them doing this and being able to say to them, you made it possible for me to represent our state and represent our country in the way I believe it should be represented, uh, but you made it possible, and so uh, I'm totally grateful for that. For sure. Well, that's that's really awesome. As you, um, since you've held different positions throughout the years, that you're, you know, showing appreciation still to the people who have served within the capacities of offices that you've been in to show gratitude and respect. So that's that's very awesome to hear from a public servant. Well, it sure is. Uh, my um, my heart beats in terms of uh, just how grateful I am. For sure. And one last question, because I don't want to take up too much time of your day. Um, what is the what advice would you have for a young person who's not into politics? What advice would you have for them to encourage them to get out and vote? And I think that's an important question because so many people my age, I'm a senior in high school, you know, they have views if they're conservative or liberal, but they say, why does it matter? Why does it matter? So what would you say to them? I would say, first of all, that we have to have our young people understand that the gift of being born and raised in Indiana and in, in the United States uh, of America is a gift. I have traveled to over 70 countries in the world. Not one of those countries could say, if I had a chance to America, I would take it. Every one of them said that. 
I remember when Colin Powell came back, stopped to see me as I was an ambassador in Germany, coming back from India. He said he was going down, driving down in a car, and uh, the people were lining on the street, and an uh, Indian person said, was holding this huge sign saying, Yankee, go home, and please take me with you. And I just paused and said, that is everywhere I go, people say, I wish we were, I wish I had a chance to go to America and live in America. We have to, we have problems in our country. Every country has problems, but there's never been a place like America. And when young people understand and realize the sacrifice that's been made to get to this point and what this country represents in freedom for them and for opportunities for them that just don't happen in other places. Uh, and governing it by the people is essential that our founding fathers put in the Constitution and that the Congress and the governors and everyone involved in government needs to follow that process and keep that. Uh, if we lose it, we lose our country. Uh, we're a country that we have to stand up to, and we need young people to get engaged in it. Uh, and getting engaged and start is signing up to vote, making your decision about who you want to back, but be a part of a democracy that's never been seen before in the history of the world. For sure. Um, well, I appreciate you coming to the Jacob Buehr show today. One fact that people might not know that I did when I was looking through your bio a little bit is you went to Jackson High School in Michigan, which is the same high school that Alfred Wood, Wooden went to who uh, was one of the um, astronauts who was part of Apollo. So that's an interesting fact that I just found out through my research. It is. I, I, I was born and raised in the lower Michigan in Jackson. Uh, but after uh, when I got married, uh, my wife from Illinois, uh, we said, where do we want to – live and raise a family looked at each other and said indiana <laughs> so we took the, we took the state in the middle uh and then her parents moved here her brother moved to indiana um so uh we became the love the state for sure well i appreciate you coming on you're not from you're not far from too far where i was from in ohio i'm from Savannah, ohio originally so oh you're just not too Yep, I've been up to Camp Store, which is actually in Jackson, Michigan. So I've had fun memories there, I can say. Oh, good. Nice to hear that. Well, I appreciate you coming on the Jacob Buehr Show today, and I'm sure I'll see you around at some point in Indiana. Well, I look forward to it, Jacob. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. Take care, Senator. All right, I will. You too. Goodbye. Goodbye.